Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 23, verses 1 through 5. This is Jesus before Pilate, and this is paralleled in both Matthew and Mark, Matthew 27, 11 through 14. And we did a devotion on that in episode 581, and Mark 15, 1 through 5, episode 645 is that devotion. The account here in Luke is different enough than Matthew and Mark's accounts, so I wanted to go through it again, and there's a couple things I want to focus on specifically that aren't in the other text. But before we get to that, I want to thank the family leader. They are our 2022 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them at the end of this devotion, and I'm thankful to them for their continued support of the CC Podcast. Chapter 23, verse 1. Then the whole company of them arose and brought him before Pilate. So the whole company is the whole Sanhedrin, all the Jewish leaders. They brought Jesus before Pilate. He's the Roman governor. He's the only one who has the authority to execute anyone. Verse 2. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. So as I talked about in the previous podcasts around these parallel texts, these guys are very shrewd. They know that the religious accusations they have against Jesus don't matter to Pilate, so they're shaping their argument against Jesus to Pilate in a way that would get his attention. They accuse him of misleading the nation. This is the idea that Jesus is trying to stir up the people away from being loyal to Rome. The second accusation is that Jesus is forbidding Jewish people to pay taxes to Caesar, which is blatantly false. And when we remember that Luke is writing an orderly account so Theophilus might be convinced of the things he's learned about Jesus, we shouldn't be surprised that earlier in that account, especially in light of this second accusation, Luke includes a section in chapter 20 verses 19 through 26 where Jesus specifically tells the people they can pay taxes to Caesar. Third accusation is that Jesus is calling himself the Christ, that is the Messiah, or according to Old Testament prophecy, the king who would sit on David's throne. I think it's particularly interesting or shrewd that the Jewish people were smart enough to not just state the accusation that he's calling himself the Christ, but to define what the Christ means to Pilate, because Pilate might not have automatically assumed or known that to be the Christ, the Messiah, was also to be the king. That is, the king of kings. That is, the one who sits on David's throne, not over a physical kingdom, but over an eternal and spiritual kingdom. Of course, the Jewish leaders don't believe this or understand this, and neither does Pilate. His only concern would be that anybody claiming to be a king would be a threat to Caesar, his boss, essentially. Everyone's boss, actually. In verse 3, Pilate seizes on that third accusation. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, You have said so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no guilt in this man. But they were urgent, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee even to this place. The other thing that the Jewish leaders are aware of is that Pilate's primary job, in fact, the reason he's probably in Jerusalem right now instead of in Caesarea, which was the seat of Roman government in Judea is because of the Passover, because all these Jews are together, there's a bunch more people in town, and he's there to make sure that there's no uprisings, no disturbances, that public calm is maintained. So the Jewish leaders are making a case to Pilate that this guy, Jesus, is a threat to the public calm, to your reputation as a governor who's able to keep things under control in the name of Rome. 
What I really want to focus on here, though, is the notion that Jesus is being treated totally unfairly. He's being flat out lied about. And the consequences of this unfair treatment and these lies is going to be that he's going to be killed on a cross. Of course, he's innocent. Not only is he innocent of the sin that he will bear the burden of when God's wrath is poured out on him, which is the just punishment for sin, but here in Pilate's own words, he's even declared innocent legally. Pilate says, I find no guilt in this man. That'll be repeated again. So this whole thing is an injustice of the highest order. This is not fair. Yet God allows it to happen. Not only does he allow it to happen, but he orchestrates it happening the way that it happens. And here's one of the thoughts that went through my mind as I was reading and studying this passage. We too, who are followers of Christ, are going to be treated unfairly. We're going to be lied about. Injustices are going to come our way. And I don't claim to know the purposes of God, but I got to believe that some of the injustices and some of the unfairness that come our way are not just allowed by God, but they're orchestrated by God for his own good purposes. Imagine the good that came out of this unfair treatment by the Jewish people toward Jesus. There's no greater good in the universe that is a pathway to salvation, to redemption between men and women and their creator through faith in the crucified and risen Jesus Christ. Similarly, when we are treated unfairly and unjustly, when we're lied about on account of our relationship with Jesus Christ, we can be sure that God is doing something good amidst that injustice. I had the privilege years ago to work in the political arena and I got a first-hand front seat experience with being lied about and treated unfairly. And it wasn't fun. But you know what I learned through that? I learned that God is good even when people are not. I learned to trust his ways instead of my ways. I can look back now and see that the whole way that thing played out, despite the death threats and the hate mail and the public lies and shaming, that played out better than I could have ever hoped or dreamed that it would. Didn't go the way that I wanted to at the time. But sometimes the Lord takes us on paths that we never would have signed up for to get us to places that we could have never dreamed about or imagined being as awesome as they are. In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, chapter 11 and 12, Jesus says, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And I think that if we'd spend less time worrying about and making decisions in such a way as to avoid as much injustice or unfair treatment as possible, and more time being intentional about representing Christ and the truth of God's word to the world, we'd be amazed by what God would do in our lives. And sure, if we decide to go that direction, we're going to receive more unfair treatment. We're going to receive more lies told about us. We're going to be the brunt of mockery and injustice. But who do we think we are if we think we can get out of this life representing Christ without enduring some of what he endured for us? Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsored the family leader god designed three social institutions the family the church and government at the family leader they are bringing all three together honoring god and blessing our neighbors learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com we also want to highlight another special ministry partner the cedar falls bible conference check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for saturday july 29th through saturday august 5th 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.